0: on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on the July 3rd edition, celebrating Independence Day this weekend, a Friday edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual. We'll get to a player countdown series. Number 62, as we are just 62 days away from BYU in Utah, kicking off the season at Rice Eccles Stadium. We'll also do a position preview. We'll talk about BYU's running backs. Devontae Henry-Cole, the big addition for that group this offseason. But there are plenty of other bodies in that group. Group who will be standing out, in my opinion, this season. We'll break that down for you. And, of course, catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we usually do. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about them a little bit as today's show rolls on. And with that rundown out of the way, let's get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 3rd, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for The Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast, focus on the BYU Cougars with us here. Uh, the show coming out a little bit later on a Friday. Apologies for that. Had some family obligations to get to. Obviously, the holiday today being observed with the Independence Day holiday, uh, 4th of July on a Saturday. So my apologies for this getting out a little bit later. But nonetheless, excited to be with you guys here talking BYU sports. And let's start off today uh, talking a little about BYU's running back position. We've been doing these position previews for the last few weeks. We'll continue them throughout the summer as we get you ready for BYU and Utah kicking off the season 62 days away from today. Exciting to think about that coming so quickly and we'll get to our player countdown series here in just a little bit. But let's talk about BYU's running backs for a moment and I'm interested in this group because I, I look at what BYU's got going right now and I feel like they have a lot of talent in this position group but it's not proven to the same level it was last year. Obviously, they added another graduate transfer to that group this year with Devontae Henry-Cole coming over from the University of Utah. He is expected to be among the top running backs for BYU this year as a graduate transfer, as you would expect. A guy coming in from a Power 5 program similar to Tyson Williams last year. Expected to have an instant impact. But when I look at the two players there, the comparison between Tyson Williams and Devontae Henry-Cole, I look at uh, Tyson Williams and I think all of us could see, you know what? There's something in there, and he proved it in the four games that he played in for BYU before suffering that knee injury. It looked like he was on his way to a 1,000-yard season. I'm not going to lie. I look at Devontae Henry Cole. I'm not sure I see 1,000 yards out of him. I'd be happy to be wrong in that regard, but I do feel like BYU, with their depth they have cultivated at running back, will be okay if Devontae Henry Cole only goes for maybe six or 700 yards this year. And the main reason why is because I think Lopini Katoa is going to prove that he finally is ready to break out and really make this position his own. Uh, Lopini has suffered injuries early on in his career, but he actually has been a very solid player when he's been on the field for BYU. Last year, he was one of the few running backs who stayed relatively healthy all year long. It's been a bugaboo position for BYU. The majority of Kalani Sitake's tenure it feels like at running back. Jamal Williams is really the only guy in Kalani's first year who was just that bell cow back you could count on game in and game out. Since that time it's just been a cavalcade of injuries and a lot of bodies uh, filling in. But if Lopini Katoa does stay healthy once again this year, you're going to expect him to really take a step forward here. And I think him and Devontae Henry Cole are a great one-two option for BYU. Neither one, like I just just talked about Devontae Henry Cole I don't see either one of them being that guy that goes for a thousand yards and you give him 25 carries a game I don't see either one of them doing that what I like about both of these players though is that they're able to contribute in multiple ways both of them are competent pass catchers out of the backfield I know that Devontae Henry Cole had a big drop for Utah in their bowl game against Texas but he's proven before that he's able to catch the ball out of the backfield and you would like to see him continue to show that Lopini Katoa Already a proven option in that regard. I think both of them are adept at... blitz pickup are capable of working with the offensive line to help protect whoever's at quarterback for BYU. And I expect both of those players kind of be the 1A and the 1B at running back this year for BYU, unless either one gets injured. I, I really do feel like those are your top two running backs for BYU this year. But they both have injury concerns. They've had those in their careers to this point. You hope they both are healthy and have solid campaigns for BYU. And if you get the, out of those two, let's say they get a, a 1,200 to 1,500 yards out of those two running backs, that's a fantastic season for BYU from their top two running backs. And that would be it'd be a boon to BYU's chances at really being an adept offense. The lack of a continuity at running back has really been a hindrance for BYU's offense the past few years. And you'd like to see them stay healthy and have a good senior year for Devontae Henry Cole and Lopini Katoa set himself up for his upcoming senior year uh, in 2021. Now, behind those two, if either one is to falter or they have injuries, hit the position group again. Fingers crossed that doesn't happen. I can't express that enough. I'd like to see BYU get through a season without major quarterback running back issues, but hey, it might be asking too much. But behind both of those players, you have a couple of players that I think are really poised to step up and really make noise. I just rhymed there. I'm not a poet. Don't. Don't get me on that, but I think that Sione Finau, he is going to be a guy proven that he, well, okay, given that he recovers from his ACL surgery and all reports are that he is on his way back in a big way, and the question is when, not if he's going to play this year from what I've been talking to people about, so it might not be that he plays against Utah 62 days away from today, but could he contribute maybe in October and November? That'd be a fantastic addition. I thought Sione Finau, if you listened to this podcast last fall, I really felt like he was an emerging player for BYU and could really become a star in BYU's offense. I think 2021 is probably the target year for him to break out. Maybe team with a Lopini Katoa that season if they're both healthy, et cetera, and really be that one-two punch this year. But Finau doesn't have to be the guy this year. It would have been nice to see him stay healthy throughout that freshman campaign where he really broke out in 2019 and carry that momentum into 2020. But an ACL surgery, you have to learn to uh, rebuild trust in that knee. You got to get back to playing shape, etc. So the nice part is Sione Finau is a great third option this year for BYU, I feel like. And then also, Tyler Algier is another guy I'm looking forward to seeing Really focus on one position. He has had the issue of having to play two positions or three positions throughout his career at BYU at this point. He told the media during a spring cam, uh, limited as it was, that he is focusing on running back this year. That doesn't mean it, it couldn't change, and he goes back to linebacker but it appears that BYU has a glut of linebacker talent and they don't need Algier at that position so he can focus solely on running back and I really do feel like he could be that capable backup who's able to come in for five to ten touches in a game and absolutely contribute in a myriad of ways he's proven himself already in his BYU career to be adept at changing positions when he's been at running back he's been a solid player and I look forward to seeing what he can do now Those four, probably your top four backs this year. One other guy I'm looking forward to see, actually there's two, so one guy I'm looking forward to see who's already on the roster and one who will be joining the roster this fall. The one that's already on the roster is Jackson McChesney. Jackson was a speed demon when he was at Lone Peak High School before his mission. He came back last year, uh, had that monster, monster game against UMass. What was it? 200 and some odd yards. The best performance by a freshman running back in school history. Let's Acknowledge they were playing against UMass, which was essentially a doormat, it felt like. But anyways, Jackson McChesney, I really feel like he this year is the year where he starts to make his move up, the, up the depth chart. Excuse me. I think that he is going to have an opportunity to prove that, but he's got to be able to get out there and when he has his opportunities, show that he's capable of contributing. The nice part about a kid like McChesney, he still has youth on his side. He's still got time to really develop and become, I think, what could be a... To use a comparison, I think he could be a faster Peyton Hillis. If you remember Peyton Hillis for the Cleveland Browns, uh, won a cover award. Who actually ended up on the cover of Madden all those years ago, but really was just a workhorse running back for uh, the Cleveland Browns in the NFL. I think McChesney can be that big bodied back, but actually I think has more wheels than a guy like Peyton Willis has. Uh, we'll see what happens with McChesney this year. And the other guy I'm looking forward to see is another running back and Bruce Garrett coming in from Pleasant Grove High School, but not the Pleasant Grove in Utah. Pleasant Grove High School in Texarkana, Texas. Bruce Garrett is a guy that shut recruiting down despite having myriad of uh, Power 5 teams inquiring about him after a breakout senior campaign. Bruce Garrett is legit, folks. You watch his film and he absolutely can break off runs. I get that he has the moniker he's a white running back. What do you expect from him? He has the skills to pay the bills, I feel like. I think he can be an impact player for BYU at some point in his career. It may not come this year. He may, a red shirt, really get himself ingratiated into the program, learn the playbook, et cetera, and playing up to those four games that he's allowed with his red shirt this year. And then look at 2021 when he really makes a move. But he has the ability, if he comes in and really just gets on a roll early on in fall camp... He could carve out a niche for himself. I absolutely am a believer in Bruce Garrett, and I look forward to seeing what he can do for BYU. Will it pay off this year? I don't know, but I think the biggest thing about the running backs, just to kind of recap this, is that I think you have a nice two-man uh, leading combo for byu speaking of Devonte henry cole and lopini katoa and then you've got four or five options behind him who absolutely will be looking to make an impact he also can even add in walk-ons like a theo dawson a transfer from wyoming who will be looking to make a move up the, the depth chart of his own as i talked about in our tight end uh Preview. I feel like he'd be a candidate to move over to that wingback position that uh, Kyle Griffiths and uh, Kyle Griffiths and also Mason Waker playing currently. But who knows? The nice part is there's depth for BYU running back. Can they find somebody to really be a breakout star? I thought Sione Fina was on his way to doing that, but recovering from an ACL surgery, you don't want to push him too hard and potentially re-injure that young man. So let him come back at his own pace. The nice part is I think Devonte Henry Cole and Lopini Katoa. Are more than capable of really shouldering the load for BYU at running back this year and fingers crossed say a prayer for them that they stay healthy this year and BYU benefits from some continuity of that position group all right there you go some thoughts on the running back position for BYU I'm doing write-ups on these as well at 1280 the dot com the station that I work for the zone sports network happy to house those so make sure to read up on those as i write them as well so have plenty more for you guys in coming days and weeks with these position previews to get you ready for the college football season like i said we are 62 days away from byu and utah kicking things off we're going to talk a little bit about the best cougar to have worn that number here in just a minute before we do that though need to take a minute today and talk to you about another local company that is sponsoring with us here on locked on cougars and that's our good friends at all guard pest control All Guard Pest Control is based in Utah County. Seth Baird is their owner, but they're capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. What I love about All Guard Pest Control is they take care of my house and they do it in the most professional fashion. Obviously, right now, COVID-19 has a bunch of us holed up in our homes. We're not venturing out as much as we used to. We're also very wary of people coming to our homes. What I love about All Guard is they're not going to be knocking on your door during this time or ever. Allgard does not believe in door knocking for pest control cells. They don't do it. They simply they. You, you will never hear an all guard. Hey, I'm here from All Guard Pest Control. You want me to spray for your bugs? That's not how they go about things. Seth and his team, they are the best of the best. There's no doubt about it. They offer two unique programs. I wanted to share with you guys. I've talked about these in the past, and they do great work. Regardless, but they also they offer a a, a, a quarterly pest control program. And I'm struggling getting that out of my mouth. But they offer come out once every three months. Make sure your home is protected all year round. You have that barrier to keep the creepy crawly things on the outside and everybody else on the inside safe from those creepy crawly things no matter what it is but also if you just have a one-time issue you need one thing taken care of it might be an ant problem you might have wasps in your eaves like i've had that all guard is taking care of they will come out take care of you the one time and they'll leave you alone they don't believe making you sign a contract that requires those quote-unquote follow-up visits that are sneaky ways to get you locked in with a company Seth and his team, they are upfront, they're honest, and they do great work. Check them out. 801 851 1812 is their phone number. You can check them out online as well as allguardpestcontrols.com. That's allguardpestcontrols.com. Seth and his team are big time BYU fans, and they I trust them to take care of my home. I hope you will trust them to take care of yours. I love this company. They do great work, and they stand by their work. Check them out. That's allguardpestcontrol 801 851 1812, deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, guys, let's talk about the best players to have worn the number 62 in BYU history. Our player countdown series rolls on. Today is 62 days away from BYU in Utah kicking off the season. I understand that COVID-19 has us all worried that college football might not happen, but as I said, and I will say it again, I am looking forward to this and expecting that we have college football in some form this fall. Maybe they don't play all of the games that are scheduled to, but hey, I can guarantee you this much BYU will do everything under their power to play Utah, and that's just 62 days away as it stands currently. And as such, we have been talking about the best players to have worn that number in BYU history. Our finalists for number 62 were offensive lineman Larry Moore, defensive lineman Logan Taele, offensive lineman Matt Johnson, and another offensive. Offensive lineman and Danny Hansen. Interestingly enough, the I think the recency bias helped Logan Tyele take the fan vote in this with just over forty-two point four percent of the vote. Uh, Logan, good player for BYU. I absolutely thought he was a stalwart in that three-four defense for Bronco Mendenhall. A good player, very productive player. But I'm gonna have to opt against the fan vote again today. I apologize for that, and I'd like to go with the fan vote, but. When you have three other guys on this list, the other three finalists who have all Mountain West Conference or all WAC or just all Conference honors to their credit, you have a hard time picking against them. And Larry Moore, who came in second place, is my pick as the best player to have worn this number in BYU history. Uh, Moore finished with 33.3% of the vote. Matt Johnson and Danny Hansen tied tied for last place at 12.1%. But Larry Moore is my pick as the best Cougar to have worn this number. I really thought Moore was a standout player for BYU. You can read back on his history. He absolutely was a guy that just was a stalwart for BYU. And that's not to say that a guy like Logan Taelle wasn't a stalwart. Like I said, I, Logan Taelle was more than productive, especially as a defensive tackle, defensive end, whatever you might call it in that 3-4 defense BYU ran. But I'm I'm picking uh, Larry Moore. He's a junior college transfer, came in, was a two-time first-team all-whack performer for the Cougars. Ended up going into the NFL and playing eight years with the Colts, the Redskins, I'm sorry, the Colts, Washington, we're not calling them that nickname anymore, and the Cincinnati Bengals, a great player in his own right. Also, Danny Hansen, I mentioned, was a first-team all-conference lineman from 1979. And then Matt Johnson was first-team all-whack in 1999, was a first, fifth-round draft pick by the Colts, but never ended up playing in the NFL. So, a lot of good players, but Larry Moore is a junior college transfer. Talk about an impact guy. Comes in, two-time first-team all-whack offensive lineman. Then goes on to play eight years in the NFL. I think it's a hard pick to go against a guy like that. But Logan Taelle, a great player for BYU at that number. And I look forward to seeing more Cougars with alternate numbers. Because like Logan Taelle... Who would have expected a defensive lineman wearing number 62. It just does not it's not one of those things you expect to see and that's what I enjoy is guys who are not afraid to step out and try new numbers. And that actually leads me to talking about the current number 62 on BYU's roster, and it's Otto Naisa Mahe, a defensive tackle for BYU. And I love Mahe's game. When he is on his game, he is an absolute bulldog out there. Uh, Think of like an Aaron Donald type defensive tackle. I'm not saying that he has the same skill set that Aaron Donald has, but Aaron Donald, by all means, is an undersized defensive tackle in the NFL, but he's become the best defensive player in the nfl due to his work ethic and it's just his impeccable skills i look at a guy like mahe who's listed at six foot one 302 and if if uh, mahe is over six feet tall i'll pay somebody a small fortune but that's not there's nothing against him i am a guy who i stand barely six feet tall myself so Who am I to harp on it? But what I love about Mahe is he uses his size to his advantage. He uses those leverage angles, being shorter than a lot of offensive linemen, gets up in their pads and absolutely dominates from that position. When he is out on the field, I really enjoy watching him play. And I think that him wearing that number 62 makes him stand out as a defensive tackle for BYU. But I just always look forward to seeing him in action because, like I said, he uses his leverage similar to a guy like a... Let's say a Danny Shelton also in the NFL. Danny Shelton, not the tallest defensive tackle out there, but gets gets it done using his size to his advantage. I think Atunaisa Mahe can do just that. So talking today about the best Cougars to have worn the number 62 in BYU history, well, there's an argument to me that Atunisa Mahe, or Nice, as most people call him, could end up as a guy on this list at some point. We'll see what his career plays out to be, but I really do think he has the ability to be an impact guy for the Cougars. And Larry Moore, like I said, is my pick today is the best Cougar to have worn that number. The fan vote went in favor of Logan Taele. We'll see if Atunaisa Mahe can finally get himself onto this list over the next three or four years that he's in a BYU uniform. All right, uh, coming up here in just a second, we'll catch you up on some other news involving BYU sports. Obviously, it's a holiday weekend, etc. Like I said, I hope you guys are all doing well. I hope you're having some fun this weekend out with your family. I'm going to get out on the golf course at some point. I hope also barbecue a little bit. I just love this holiday. It celebrates the birth of this great nation that we live in the United States of America. Some of you may be listening internationally. Well, you know what the 4th of July is. I hope you know what Day Day here is in the state of Utah for our Canadian listeners. I probably should have said a few days ago, happy Canada day to all of you. That happens on July 1st, but regardless Fun holiday nonetheless, and I hope you guys are all having a great weekend and having some fun out there. Uh, One request I have for you guys, when you get together with your family and friends this weekend who may not know what a podcast is or may not know what this podcast is, share it with them. If they're a BYU fan, say, hey, there's a really cool thing that is going on that people talk BYU sports every day in a f- audio format that downloads right to your phone or your smart device. It's really simple to do. Share with them this podcast. Tell them that Jay Catch recommended it. Yeah, I recommend it because I do it every day, but I hope you guys will share with your family and friends. Let them know, hey, this is an audio format to talk BYU sports each and every day, and it's done in about a half hour or less. Sometimes you go a little bit over. I will admit that. Sometimes we get into the 40-minute range, but that's kind of the exception Rather than the rule, we want to make it so you guys can consume all of this, ideally in a commute to work, etc., or just during a workout. Share with your family and friends. Tell them about this podcast, and hopefully, we continue to build the. Co- hopefully, we can continue to build the community here on the Locked On Cougars podcast, and continue to have some fun going forward. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. All right, guys, as we close out today's podcast, wanted to share a note on Caleb Lohner once again, the new signee for BYU basketball. Uh, Norma Gonzalez from the Salt Lake Tribune did a great write-up on him after she interviewed him. And interesting to hear him talk about the fact that, uh, obviously, we saw the pictures of when he signed with BYU. He still had that shoulder-length hair, and that's a great head of hair. Those curls are absolutely phenomenal. And if it were my way, BYU wouldn't have the restrictions that they have, but I'm not at BYU. I don't run this university. But Caleb Lohner, very interesting to hear him talk about, you know what, when I made the commitment to BYU to come here, I also made another commitment that would show my, I guess, loyalty, just uh, his his willingness to do what he needed to do to play for BYU, and that included cutting his hair. You may argue that he probably needs to cut it a little bit more to get within the standards that BYU has set forth in the honor code, but hey it's nice to see a young man like that stepping up to the plate. He absolutely could have bucked against it and said, you know what? I'm going to keep this hair as long as I possibly can. He could have done that. There's no doubt about it, but I think he showed some maturity by saying, you know what? These are the standards I've signed up to live and, and abide by during my time as a collegiate athlete at BYU. And, I think that it shows that he's buying into what Mark Pope's got going on and buying into what BYU is all about. It helps that he has family that's gone to BYU. His father, Matt Lohner, played for the Cougars in the 1990s. He's been around BYU his entire life. He's been a BYU fan by most accounts most of his life as well. But it was cool to hear him talk about, you know what, I'm showing my commitment by being willing to cut down that hair. And I thought it was a great piece. So I'd encourage you guys go to the Salt Lake Tribune, check it out. Norma Gonzalez. She does a great job covering the BYU beat. And I think that it was a cool story to hear him kind of talk about. That was kind of a unique angle when I was reading about this that I hadn't heard necessarily before. And we're still efforting to see if we can get Caleb on the podcast at some point. And hopefully we'll have him down the road here. But I thought it was cool to hear him talk about, you know what? I'm here. I'm going to be playing for BYU and I'm willing to. Uh, cut my hair to fit in with what BYU their mission is. And that was cool, I think, for a young man like that to stick f- forward, step forward, excuse me, and say, hey, I know that I made some headlines, obviously, with the decision to ask for a release from his national letter of intent from Utah. He made waves there. But I think he also understands, you know what? I'm coming to BYU. I need to look the part and I need to walk the walk if I'm going to talk the talk. We'll use that expression. And I think it's a tip of the cap to a young man like that who has the maturity to understand, you know what? I need to do this thing so that way I can be a part of this program and really buy in. And I do think that Caleb Lohner, he's really saying a lot of the right things and doing a lot of the right things that I think should ingratiate him to BYU fans. And I think he's going to be a breakout star potentially for BYU this fall slash winter. I really do think he has a lot of the ability to really crack the rotation for BYU as a true freshman. It's all going to be dependent on him proving that and proving he's reliable enough to the coaching staff, obviously. But I do think he has all of the potential to be a guy a rotation guy at least as a freshman this year and if not a, a starter at some point but i look forward to seeing what this young man does and i thought it was cool to see him talk about you know what i came to byu obviously my hair was not in compliance with what their standards are the honor code etc so i'm going to show what i need to do i'm going to show some commitment and some urgency to start living by those those uh i guess precepts we came with precepts i know that's a, more of a spiritual term but regardless it was cool to see caleb loner uh really kind of yeah walk the walk after talking the talk so excited to see him in a BYU uniform and like I said I'm hoping that we have sports back in short order 62 days away from today and a big thank you to you guys for joining us each day as we count you down to BYU football this fall obviously starting off with Utah I'm looking forward to I'm hoping to see all 12 games played out this year because I think BYU's got a really stellar schedule I think they've got a up, up and coming team and I think this could be a fun season. And BYU basketball, obviously, uh, talking about Caleb Bloner they're reloaded. I think they're ready to go once again this fall when basketball gets going in November. All right. That's going to do it for today's edition of the podcast. Like I said, hopefully you guys are all having a great weekend, having a lot of fun with family and friends. We will continue our weekend editions, The bonus editions we've been doing with our player countdown series throughout the weekend. So stay tuned for that. Regardless, I hope you guys have a great weekend and we'll be back with full editions on Monday, talking more BYU sports, getting you ready for BYU. Uh, The end of next week is actually when BYU can officially start holding their official team activities we'll call them organized team activities to use the nfl term that's the end of next week so we'll be breaking it down for you guys as we inch closer and closer to the kickoff of the college football season and couldn't be more excited it's a fun time of year we are into july we're into the dog days of summer but that means college football is on its way Shortly thereafter. Uh, today's show has been brought to you in part by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. Check them out. Trust them to take care of your home and protect it against any and all pests. Then you can call them at 801 851 1812 or go to All Guard Also, a reminder for you guys follow the show on social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look us up, Locked On Cougars. Thank you for your support in that regard. Also, feel free to email the show anytime. The email address for us here is lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Love hearing from you guys. And today wasn't a fan Friday, but we'll get back to that next week, hopefully, and have some of you guys on the podcast who are big-time BYU fans. Uh, Until the next time we talk to you guys, hopefully you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy the holiday. Have some fun with family and friends. Pick out on some delicious food, whether it's hot dogs, hamburgers, your more exotic pulled pork, brisket, ribs, whatever it might be. Enjoy the Independence Day holiday and we'll be back with you guys again soon. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 3rd, 2020.